This is KVOM's Morning News Watch, the podcast edition. Good morning with a partly cloudy sky. It's 30 degrees at the KVOM studios. Today is Monday, the 17th of January, 2022. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Day. May see a little patchy freezing fog out this morning. That'll burn off quickly. We'll have sunshine, a high of 49 today, clear tonight, a low of 29. Sunny and up to 59 degrees on Tuesday. Now we could have some winds gusting out of the south as high as 20 miles an hour tomorrow. Tomorrow night's low 46 under partly cloudy skies. And Wednesday, we've got a 30% chance of rain, primarily before noon. We'll see the temperature rise early and then fall into the low 40s during the remainder of the day, cooling off all the way down to 20 degrees on Wednesday night. And Thursday, a much cooler day, sunny skies and a high only in the mid-30s. We'll have that same forecast on Friday. That's what your week ahead looks like. Partly cloudy 30 outside at the KVOM studios right now. And we send out congratulations to our employee of the day, Sarah Duncan at DNS Southern Catering and Cafe. Obituary announcements this morning. Pamela Ruth Budra, age 68 of Forest City, died Thursday, January 13th due to complications from COVID-19. She graduated from Moralton High School in 1971 and moved to Forest City in the 70s. She held a Bachelor of Education from Harding University in Searcy and a Master's of Education from the University of Central Arkansas in Conway. She was an elementary school teacher for 30 years, from 1975 to 2005, for Stuttgart and Forest City School Districts, specializing in reading and language arts. After retirement, she taught and prepared prisoners to take their GED at the Federal Correctional Complex in Forest City. She was a member of Palestine Church of Christ and is survived by her brother, Ronald Boudre of Texas, two nieces, two nephews, and several great-nephews and a great-niece. Graveside service for Pamela Ruth Boudre will be held this morning at 11 o'clock at Friendship Cemetery. Arrangements are by Harris Funeral Home of Moralton. Hadley Jewel Hernandez, the infant child of Sidney Lopez and Joe Hernandez of Moralton, died January 11th. Memorial service will be held this afternoon at 2 at the Harris Chapel. Arrangements by Harris Funeral Home of Moralton. Nathan Zachary McMullen, age 40, died on Monday, January 10th. He was a lifelong resident of the Conway County area, was self-employed specializing in construction, and is survived by his parents, Michael and Susan McMullen, brother Eli McMullen of Conway, along with a host of family and friends. A memorial service for Nathan Zachary McMullen will be held Friday, January 21st, 4 to 6 p.m. at Bob Neal and Sons Chapel in Moralton. The family requests donations be made in lieu of flowers to First Security Bank, account name listed as Zach McMullen Memorial Donation Fund. Arrangements are by Bob Neal and Sons Funeral Home of Moralton. Larry Bruce Treadwell, age 59, of Lowell, died on Saturday, January 15th. He was of the Baptist faith, graduated from Sheridan High School in 1980, and attended Henderson University studying aviation. At the age of 13, he was a licensed certified scuba diver and received his pilot's license at the age of 21. He was a truck driver for 11 years and is survived by his wife, Melinda, his mother, Carol Treadwell of Branson, Missouri, two sons, Larry Weldon Treadwell of West Virginia and Justin Treadwell of Perrin, stepchildren, Brandon Kendrick, Blake Kendrick, and Megan Hoover, all of Pea Ridge, one brother, eight grandchildren, and two daughters, 
Crystal Treadwell, and Sydney Treadwell of Missouri, among other family. Visitation will be Tuesday at 11 a.m., and funeral services for Larry Bruce Treadwell will be held at 1 p.m. Tuesday at Bob Neal and Sons Funeral Home Chapel in Moralton. Burial will follow at Adams Cemetery in Lanny. In lieu of flowers, the family encourages donations be made to the Circle of Life Hospice Home at Legacy Village in Bentonville. Arrangements are by Rosewood Funerals and Cremations of Moralton and Conway. Hal Thomas Walker, age 65, of Plummerville, died Friday, January 14th. He was of the Christian faith and is survived by his wife of 37 years, Sharon Smith Walker of Plummerville, children Rebecca Campbell of Conway, Seth Walker of Plummerville, Shannon Walker of Plummerville, and Alicia Wilson of Plummerville, and two grandchildren with one on the way. Graveside service for Hal Thomas Walker will be Tuesday, January 18th at 2 p.m. at Plummerville Cemetery with Brother Wes Brown officiating. The family will receive friends tonight from 6 until 8 at the funeral home. Arrangements by Harris Funeral Home of Moralton. Tina Denise Spires Zachary, age 55, of Perryville, died Friday, January 14th after a battle with cancer. She was a member of the First Baptist Church of Apollo for 25 years and is survived by her husband of 25 years, Lynn Zachary. One daughter, Jerry Ann Andrews of Clinton. One son, Matthew Zachary of Perryville. Her parents, John and Alice Spires of Adona. One sister, a grandchild on the way, her mother-in-law, and several extended family. Visitation will be Thursday, January 20th, 6 to 8 p.m. at Bob Neal & Sons Funeral Home Chapel. Funeral service for Tina Denise Spires Zachary will be Friday, January 21st at 2 p.m. at Temple Baptist Church in Perryville with Brother Will Doty officiating. Burial will be at McGee Cemetery in Perryville by Bob Neal & Sons Funeral Home of Moralton. 737, partly cloudy, 30 degrees at the KVOM studios on our way to a high of 49 with sunshine this Martin Luther King Jr. Day. KVOM's Morning News Watch continues in just a moment. Petty Jean State Bank's all-new free mobile app makes local banking fast, simple, and secure. You can check your balance, deposit checks, pay a bill, transfer funds, and more, all from your mobile device. Transactions are fast, and the app is simple to use. Best of all, it's secure, because Petty Jean State Bank is committed to you and your peace of mind. Online banking customers can download the free PJSB app today from the App Store or Google Play. It's just another way that Petty Jean State Bank is right in town, always in touch. Petty Jean State Bank. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. You're listening to KVOM's Morning News Watch. Coming up on 739, partly cloudy, 30 degrees at the KVOM studios. Today marks the annual observance of the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Federal Holiday. The T.C. Vaughn Senior Activity Center in Moralton welcomed guests for its annual celebration on Friday. The theme for the celebration was, It's All About Freedom. The program included remarks from Conway County Judge Jimmy Hart, and a story told by Karen Hofford with the Senior Center about her experience walking across the Edmund Pettus Bridge in Selma, Alabama. Moralton Area Citizen of the Year Dr. Carlene Kennedy delivered the keynote address for the program. Dr. Kennedy noted that when she thinks about the word freedom, her mind always turns to Dr. King. We must treat everyone with respect, no matter what their DNA is. It's a strong precedent of passism that Dr. King set. It has influenced so many future aspirations to guarantee the fundamental rights and freedom of everyone. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. defines freedom 
as being judged not by the color of one's skin, but by the content of one's character. To King, freedom is equality. Stay tuned. We'll replay Dr. Kennedy's entire message during this morning's close-up segment. The city of Moralton's annual Martin Luther King Day Parade and Commemorative Service, hosted by the Conway County branch of the NAACP that was scheduled for today, has been canceled. Arkansas State Police Saturday released the identity of a 33-year-old Dardanelle man killed in a single-vehicle accident earlier last week in Yale County. Authorities say Lance Barnes was the driver of a Ford truck traveling east on Highway 22 last Monday when the accident occurred. State police say the vehicle crossed the center line, veered across the roadway, went down a hill and struck a tree. The accident occurred about 2.19 that afternoon. Most locations in Arkansas endured their first winter weather event of the season this weekend. The snowstorms were not as impactful and widespread as the record-breaking winter storm that hit the state last February, but at least one town in Arkansas recorded a foot of snow. The town of Canaan in Searcy County had a measurement of 12 inches. Locally, snow was falling throughout most of the day Saturday, but didn't start accumulating in the lower elevations until that evening. In Moralton, about two inches was recorded by the time the system left the area late Saturday night. Adona and Dardanelle both had reports of three inches of snow. Most areas locally received anywhere between one and three inches, but there was little sign of any snow remaining by Sunday afternoon as sunshine and warmer temperatures worked to quickly melt anything that had accumulated. According to the National Weather Service, the warming trend will continue through midweek before another cold front approaches the area by Wednesday night. At this time, precipitation is not expected to accompany the colder temperatures that we'll experience on Thursday and Friday. There are now over 800 active cases of coronavirus in Conway County. The Arkansas Department of Health reported 85 new cases of the virus Saturday and an additional 56 cases Sunday. To bring the number of active cases in the county to 807, an increase of 98 since Friday. The South Conway County School District this morning is reporting that 61 students have tested positive for the virus. A total of 210 students and 11 staff members are in quarantine. Perry County added 73 new cases over the weekend. Its number of active cases increased from 196 on Friday to 255 on Sunday. Perry County has also recorded its 27th death related to COVID-19. There have still been 50 deaths in Conway County since the pandemic began. Statewide, nearly 17,000 new cases were recorded over the weekend to bring the number of active cases in Arkansas to 96,379. The state has recorded 21 deaths since Friday, and the number of hospitalizations grew by 76 over the weekend to 1,385 as of Sunday afternoon. Just over 15,000 doses of the vaccine were administered to Arkansans over the past two days, and the health department says approximately two-thirds of eligible residents in the state are at least partially vaccinated. Over 1.5 million individuals, or 53.7% of the five and over population, are fully immunized. Of those, 490,565 people have received a third-dose booster shot. Maumelle police say they've recovered the body of a paddleboarder who went missing last Wednesday. The Arkansas Democrat Gazette reports the body of Ashley Haynes was found by a search party on the north side of the Arkansas River, and Maumelle police were notified around noon Sunday. No signs of foul play. Authorities are awaiting results from the Arkansas State Crime Lab. Conway voters will have an opportunity next month to extend a bond issue that will provide funding for a community center and soccer complex. The Conway Log Cabin Democrat reports 
The center would go in a former Axion building in the central landing area, while the soccer complex would occupy 54 acres next to Walker Park and Theodore Jones Elementary School on Museum Road. Early voting will be held weekdays, 8 to 4.30, starting February 1st. Polls will be open Election Day, February 8th, from 7.30 a.m. to 7.30 p.m. On our community calendar, the Perry County Extension Service is offering a series of beginning farmer classes via Zoom. There are two scheduled for this week, one on Tuesday and one on Thursday. Tuesdays is on sustainable crop production, focusing on crops and nutrition. Thursdays is on sustainable crop rotation, focusing on planning and rotations. The cost for each class is $10. Registration is available online at farmandfoodsystem.uada.edu slash classes. The town of Menifee will have a second public budget hearing on the 2022 proposed budgets for the town of Menifee, Tuesday at 5.30 p.m. at Menifee Town Hall. Attendees are required to wear masks. Temperature checks will be taken and everyone is asked to observe six-foot social distancing. And this reminder, revival services at Hattieville Baptist Church that were scheduled each night through Wednesday have been canceled due to the rise in COVID-19 cases. As always, we thank you for tuning in to KVOM's Morning News Watch, and we want to remind you that you can time shift your listening and listen to News Watch whenever it's convenient to you. Just subscribe for free to KVOM's News Watch podcast. Search for KVOM on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, iHeart, or SoundCloud. You can also find it on KVOM.com or on our free mobile app. The KVOM Weekday Morning News Watch Podcast is brought to you by Petty Jean State Bank. Coming up on 746, a little later on during our close-up segment, we'll hear Dr. Carleen Kennedy's presentation that was made at Friday's Dr. Martin Luther King Celebration held at the T.C. Vaughn Senior Activity Center. Up next, Eric Tyler joins us with sports and weather as KVOM's Morning News Watch continues. Petty Jean State Bank's all-new free mobile app makes local banking fast, simple, and secure. You can check your balance, deposit checks, pay a bill, transfer funds, and more, all from your mobile device. Transactions are fast, and the app is simple to use. Best of all, it's secure, because Petty Jean State Bank is committed to you and your peace of mind. Online banking customers can download the free PJSB app today from the App Store or Google Play. It's just another way that Petty Jean State Bank is right in town, always in touch. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Hey, Williams Newswalker Sports. I'm Eric Tyler. Senior Joseph Pinion had a double-double with 25 points and 10 rebounds. Sophomore Corey Mosley followed with 22 points. And Marlton's senior boys basketball team was in control of Subiaco Academy from start to finish in a 74-53 4A4 conference victory over the Krogans on Friday night at Devil Dog Arena. Junior Markel Swinton had 13 points, and senior Julian Brockman put in 12 all in the second half as the Devilogs won their fourth consecutive game by 20-plus points to improve their record to 11-6 overall, 4-1 in conference play. Marlton's girls and boys are scheduled to host Clarksville on Tuesday night, and games will broadcast live on KVOM. All other area games scheduled for Friday night were postponed due to COVID issues. Sacred Heart is scheduled to play 1A4 conference games at Scranton tonight that were postponed last Tuesday. Junior girls at 5 p.m. followed by senior girls and senior boys. Jalen Williams recorded his third consecutive double-double and the Arkansas men's basketball team closed the game on a 17-2 run to take down number 12 LSU 65-58 Saturday afternoon in Baton Rouge. J.D. Note had a game-high 19 points for the Razorbacks to improve their record to 12-5 overall, 2-3 in Southeastern Conference play. Togs return home to face 
South Carolina on Tuesday. The Arkansas women's team dropped its record to 11-6 overall, 1-3 in the Southeastern Conference with a 61-52 loss to number one South Carolina on Sunday afternoon in Fayetteville. The Razorbacks will play at Alabama on Thursday. Colin Cooper made two free throws with less than a second remaining in overtime, and the Central Arkansas men's team escaped with the an 89-88 victory over North Alabama in A-Sun Conference action on Saturday in Conway. Darius Hall knocked his sixth double-double of the season with 25 points and 13 rebounds for the Bears, who improved to 6-11 overall, 3-1 in conference play. Bears will play Jacksonville State on Tuesday night at the Ferris Center. The UCA women's game scheduled for Saturday was postponed until January 24th. Sugar Bears are in action Today for makeup game against Lipscomb, tip-off at 1 p.m., pregame at 12.40 on our sister station, 92.7 Jack FM. Marlton's Tamiya Templeton had four points and six rebounds to help the Henderson State women's basketball team beat Arkansas Monticello 68-58 on Saturday. Fellow former Lady Dogs standout Kyla Calvin had seven points, five rebounds, and two steals for the National Park women's team on Saturday, but the Nighthawks lost to Arkansas State Mid-South 57-55. Second Hearts' Mackenzie Greeson had four points, two rebounds, two assists, and three steals in a losing effort for the University of the Ozarks women's team on Saturday as the Lady Eagles lost to Texas-Dallas 80-47. And our weather forecast, uh, actually current conditions, humidity is at 93% with west winds at 5 miles per hour. Barometric pressure 30.07 inches. Low temperature this morning, 30 degrees. High yesterday, 41. A year ago today, the low is 23 with a high of 55. Now, no rain the last 24 hours, but ended up with uh, 0.95 inches total precipitation, uh, total melted-down water precipitation over the weekend from Friday night on through really late Saturday night. It was uh, rain initially, of course, and snow most of the day Saturday. About two inches of snow accumulation uh, on Saturday in Moralton. Sunset. Today is at 5.23, sunrise tomorrow morning at 7.18. And a forecast does call for some uh, patchy fog this morning, but otherwise a sunny day, afternoon high near 49 degrees, then mostly clear tonight with a low around 29. Mostly sunny, 59 on Tuesday, 50 for the high Wednesday, but temperatures dropping, and we're going to have some cold end of the week, Thursday and Friday, with highs only in the uh, low to mid-30s. Both days, overnight lows falling into the teens probably by Wednesday night. So very cold temperatures on the way after uh, a really warm day tomorrow. Uh, but right now, really no mention of precipitation when that really cold air is here. There's about a 30% chance of rain on Wednesday. Right now, we've got fair skies and 31 degrees in Moralton. At 7.52 on KVOM, Newswatch continues with our close-up segment coming up, and we're going to hear the talk given by Dr. Carlene Kennedy at the Senior Center's Martin Luther King Jr. celebration on Friday. Pettyjean State Bank's all-new free mobile app makes local banking fast, simple, and secure. You can check your balance, deposit checks, pay a bill, transfer funds, and more, all from your mobile device. Transactions are fast, and the app is simple to use. Best of all, it's secure, because Pettyjean State Bank is committed to you and your peace of mind. Online banking customers can download the free PJSB app today from the App Store or Google Play. It's just another way that Pettyjean State Bank is right in town, always in touch. Pettyjean State Bank. 
Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. This is Newswatch on KVOM. For our close-up segment this morning, we're going to play for you the entire speech given by Dr. Carlene Kennedy at the Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. celebration held Friday at the T.C. Vaughn Senior Activity Center in Marlton. Very moving and powerful remarks from Dr. Kennedy. And I think the topic selected today is an awesome topic. It's all about freedom. And when I think about the word freedom, my mind always returns to Dr. Martin Luther King. And that's why we have a holiday to celebrate on Monday. Martin Luther King Day is a federal holiday in the United States, marking the birthday of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. It is observed on the third Monday of January each year. Martin Luther King was born in 1929, and King's actual birthday is January the 15th. Martin Luther King Jr. established the Southern Christian Leadership Conference and emerged as a prominent leader who advocated nonviolence and civil disobedience. King was the chief spokesman for nonviolent activism and the civil rights moment and movement which protested racial discrimination in federal and state law. The campaign for a federal holiday in King's honor began soon after he was assassinated in 1968. President Ronald Reagan signed the holiday into law in 1983, and it was the first officially observed in all 50 states for the first time in the year of 2000. When you look at freedom, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. wrote in his letter in 1963 from a Birmingham jail that freedom is never given voluntarily by the oppressor. It must be demanded by the oppressed. You must demand it, for it will not be given freely. Martin Luther King also believed that liberty most often comes from those who petition for it peacefully. Martin Luther King knows that responding with violence is counterproductive. Why? Because it gives the oppressor more of a reason to oppress individuals. Moreover, peaceful, well-organized protests that draws on the preaching of Jesus of Nazareth are a way of performing both solidarity in union with fellow marches and dignity in literally standing up for justice. We must be about love. We must be about peace. Wars have been fought for freedom. Treaties and pacts have been formed to ensure freedom. Men and women have sacrificed everything for the chance to experience freedom. There is 
a lion meets lamb dichotomy to that struggle. Peacefully achieved freedom is not safe from threat. It must be as fiercely defended as if it were ardently attained. But because of the peace upon which that freedom is built, its integrity is unassailable. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. campaign for civil rights proved that nonviolent yet daring challenges to opinion do work. We must halt the forward movement arm of oppression extended by those who dare to infringe civil rights. But to do so, we must do it with emancipating, redemptive power of human kindness. We must treat everyone with respect, no matter what their DNA is. It's a strong precedent of passism that Dr. King set. It has influenced so many future aspirations to guarantee the fundamental rights and freedom of everyone. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. defines freedom as being judged not by the color of one's skin, but by the content of one's character. To King, freedom is equality. Dr. King's actions supplied a legacy and his rafter-reaching speeches such as free at last and I have a dream remains connected to the idea that all people are to paraphrase the universal declaration of human rights, free and equal in dignity and free and equal in your rights. Dr. King's words remind us of the best of what America has accomplished and implores us to never, never unfix a gaze from the best of what America can be. Dr. King agreed with Hannah Arendt, who articulated that to be human and to be free are one and the same. Dr. King saw that mandated separated facilities, and schools in particular, were a serious obstacle to being free. Freedom, he believed, is the ability for all men to think, to speak, and to act in public sphere. Education is the key to thinking. Education is the key to speaking. And acting in a coherent, and persuasive manner, like the biblical parable in which Jesus preached. He preached the benefit of teaching a man to fish rather than merely giving him a fish. Dr. King believed that freedom was not simply given. Rather, educating a man will ultimately enable him to advocate for his own freedom. And in doing so, he will be able to obtain that freedom. Dr. King's view of freedom is consistent with that of the Founding Fathers in the Declaration of Independence, who wrote, all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, 
liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. These unalienable rights and First Amendment rights of speech, press, religion, petition, assembly, and the newly granted reconstruction help make men free. If we are denied any of these rights, we are certainly not free. King had a dream of the essence of freedom that he shared with the world at the Lincoln Memorial on August 28, 1963. According to King's argument, safeguarding freedom requires that we live up to the promises made in the Declaration of Independence. Segregation is not consistent with freedom because segregation is a burial to education and thus to man's pursuit of liberty and happiness. Freedom is brotherhood. Freedom is peace. Freedom is racial harmony. Dr. King believed that it is our job as Americans to follow our founding fathers' goals and make them freedom reality in order to make America a better nation. In the words of the German philosopher Immanuel Kant, it is difficult for us to attain freedom because of mankind's self. We are so selfish at times that we get wrapped up in all we want to be and all we want to be about, that we seem to forget about others. In current immaturity, we tend to follow our other superiors without thinking for ourselves. And we give up our freedom when we choose to conform to society without having any questions about what's going on. To become free, we must overcome this immaturity and have the courage to use our own understanding. While trapped in the mind of immaturity, it is impossible to implement change and prevail over injustice. When there are so many injustices going on in this world today, we can't stand up and speak up and be all that we can be when we are immature within ourselves. Can't believe that there will always be a few, a remnant, who will think out of the box who will think for themselves and disseminate the spirit of rational respect for personal value and for the duty of all men to think highly of themselves. Self-identity is very important. If you don't believe in yourself, you will believe in anything. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. was a visionary who sacrificed his life in pursuit of social justice. He realized that freedom must include justice for all, not justice for the rich, but justice for all. Dr. King delivered his iconic, I have a dream speech, promoting the end of racism and requesting freedom for all. Dr. King stated and said it well, let freedom ring from the Protagus Hilltops of New Hampshire. Let freedom ring from the mighty mountains of New York. Let freedom ring 
from the heightening Aguineas of Pennsylvania. Let freedom ring from the snow-caped Rockies of Colorado. Let freedom ring from the mountain curvaceous slopes of California. But not only that, let freedom ring from the stone mountain of Georgia. Let freedom ring from Lookout Mountain of Tennessee. Let freedom ring from every hill and every molehill of Mississippi. From every mountainside, let freedom ring. And when this happens, when we allow freedom to ring, when we let it ring from every village and every hamlet, from every state and from every city, we will be able to speed up that day when all of God's children, black men and white men, Jews and Gentiles, Protestants and Catholics, will be able to join hands and sing in the words of that old Negro spiritual, free at last, free at last. Thank God Almighty, free at last. God bless you. You've been listening to KVOM's Morning News Watch, the podcast edition.